0: Hello and welcome to the Anxiety to Confidence podcast, I'm your host Siobhan Booth and I've been a clinical hypnotherapist since 2011. I specialise in helping people overcome anxiety and build confidence instead. This weekly podcast will cover a wide range of mental health issues related to anxiety along with some helpful tips and suggestions that you can try at home. If you have any questions that you'd like answered in a future episode, then please head to www.anxiety2confidence.com forward slash podcast. I hope you enjoy this episode. Hello and welcome to the first episode of my 2021 guest series for the Anxiety 2 Confidence podcast. For this very first special episode, I am joined by Vicky. And Vicky is going to be talking to us about how anxiety has affected her life, how she manages through what she calls high-functioning anxiety. This is such a good episode. There's so many interesting things that we discuss, not only Vicky's own experience of mental health issues, but also some of the things that have really worked for her. So in this episode, we discuss how to use things like gratitude to help, how you can name emotions in order to have more control over them, the benefits of self-care and we touch on ways that you can actually help friends and family members who are struggling with mental health issues. So I'd just like to offer Vicky a massive thank you because it can be quite challenging for people to talk about their own mental health issues and to do so in such a public way is something that I'm hugely grateful for. So I really hope that if you have a similar experience to Vicky that you can be reassured that you're not the only one that's going through something like this and I hope that you find the episode interesting. As soon as I saw your post, I just sort of, like,
1: really thought I had a, I don't know what, what the word is, like, I just felt like the need to offer a perspective, like, that isn't really, really, I don't know if I can add much to the conversation about mental health in terms of so much information out there, but just from a perspective of someone that lives with it every day, I was like, right, sign me up. Usually I shy away from this stuff, but I thought, no, I'm gonna I'm going to go for it. I felt a pull, so...
0: That's awesome. I really appreciate it because in many ways that can be more useful to people because it's very easy in a way for me to talk about mental health when I feel like my mental health is in a good place and easy to give advice and say, well, these are the things that I would do. But for a lot of people, I think being able to talk about it when it's happening and Mm. understanding that it happens to a lot of people is actually quite important. Um, And I know we talked about, you described your anxiety as quite high functioning And we talked about how that can so easily be overlooked because everyone just sees you as, well, you're fine. You're doing Mm, it. Yeah. Talk to me a bit about how that impacts you.
1: I never really, I didn't name it until about four years ago. I didn't know what it was. I just felt um, that I wanted things in life but something was holding me back and I didn't know whether it was my capability or I didn't know if it was just a confidence thing. And as soon as I kind of stumbled, I think it was a TED talk, but as soon as I stumbled across the, the sort of name high-functioning anxiety, I was like, I just really resonated with it. And it looks like for me, just to name it, get, getting this stuff done even when it's really hard and really tough. And I, I, I kind of say to myself or I say like to, to friends and things that it's tough. And I, there's some things I don't do, but I still kind of tried to battle my way through it and it doesn't stop me from working and it doesn't stop me from relationships it doesn't make sometimes the relationships great and it doesn't make the work I produce amazing but I can still function at that I can still do it
0: so it kind of becomes like a new normal really
1: Mm. yeah and I think if I'm being really honest with myself I've had it for
0: years
1: but just never really been able to like define it or understand it
0: So where are you at at the moment? I know that you well for people listening actually we've known each other for a very long time because we used to work together um, in an office (laughs) 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 we'll probably just leave there actually in an office in the middle of Andover Um, but since then I know you moved to London and then you've gone a bit further afield now so where are you at at the moment? So I'm living in Norway and I moved
1: just before the pandemic and I came out in March just for like four weeks and uh and I didn't go home because I couldn't get home. They shut all the airports, everything was shut down. So luckily David, who's my partner, uh, ended up with him. Um, but yeah, so we're here for another couple of months and I'm gonna come back to the UK. Um, so that added another layer of interesting stuff I've been able to do with anxiety, which could have held me back, but I didn't, I, I went for it. But then also another layer of, oh crap, I'm out of, I don't have the, my, my country, I don't have my mum. <laughs> I don't, if I'm feeling ill, what, what do I do? Like, it's just, I, I, that kind of added a, another layer in terms of mental health over the last few months. And to, like today is a good day, but there have been some, some really dark days over the past six months that I think have been just really tough, but tough for everyone. So I think, yeah, we're all in that kind of same boat
0: yeah I know when I've had anxiety previously even going on holiday and things like I'd research the emergency numbers mm. and how, how like the medical system worked, because there was just yeah. this background like what if something happened yeah and I didn't know who to call yeah so yeah it must have been quite scary in a way
1: but there's I mean there's good benefits so the benefits to and you just made a point which just made me smile which is when you go on holiday with anxiety, a high functioning site, you're almost like really prepared. So people want to go on holiday with you because you know that you're going to know everything. You're going to know where to go, who to call, everything's financially covered. Um, and there's, there's a, there's a plan B and a plan C usually. So it, it does have its strengths and its positive aspects of having like massive anxiety. Um, but yeah, just worrying about, and I did get poorly actually. And, and, it, and I was, I was really well looked after Norway were great. Um, I went into hospital just sort of briefly and I was I was fine um, after just a little bit of like treatment. But so when it happens, your anxiety goes and you're just you're just dealing with it because that's life. But it, almost like the getting worried about getting sick is worse than actually being sick, which was really strange. Like when, yeah, like, I, can
0: hear oh. I hear that a lot from anxiety people. Um, the thought of something is invariably worse than actually doing yeah. it um and often it's that thinking process that is the issue I mean you've seen a couple of my talks I think where we yeah. talk about cognitive distortions and that negative way of thinking and it's so difficult to get out of that because it yeah. becomes a habit and it feels like a bit of a false security because you're like yeah. well if I worry about everything then I'm prepared <laughs> <laughs> it's so stressful to do yeah. that a constant level yeah I've I've recently
1: um watched a talk I think it was on Netflix and it is um by a, lady, a doctor called Brene Brown and she's she names this thing called foreboding joy so the problem with uh, what she articulates it much better than me but the problem with me is I don't let myself enjoy moments because I'm always thinking about um oh how long is this going to last for then or um oh this relationship's great I wonder you know what's going to happen so that the, the foreboding joy is, is a real tricky thing for me because I can't, I have to make a conscious effort to be really grateful. And it sounds a bit forced sometimes, but I'm not really grateful for this relationship. really grateful for my job, even though I'm not thinking it, I have to say it to get my
0: brain kind of working. And Yeah, and- definitely. Um, that's, that's really interesting that you say it feels forced to begin with because often when I'm working with people, you almost have to say to them, like to begin with, it'll sound really weird and it'll sound like it's not true, and your mm. brain will go, but that's not true, and you almost have to keep doing it to yeah. make it habit, um, which can sometimes slip. Mine sometimes slips as well, and occasionally you'll have moments where you're like, everything's great at the moment. When is it all going to go wrong? Yeah. And it's yeah, yeah. that question that you're like, no, 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 no that yeah. can't continue like that. Yeah, yeah. It's it's just interesting
1: when people put into words what you've what's happening to you and you hadn't really thought of it in that way. And I hadn't realised, and it wasn't until I was having more conversations with David, I was realising, oh, I actually do kind of, um, I don't really stay in joy and I don't, I'm not as grateful as I could be for the life that I do have. Um, so actually throughout this pandemic, I've I've been really harnessing that grateful gratefulness, which has been really, really helpful. Like I just kind of either, I, I, I'm now in that, in that stage where it just comes more naturally and then when I am having like an, a, an anxiety attack or something's happening, I can um, actually, when I'm in the midst of like feeling really anxious, I'm quite grateful that my anxiety tends to go after a few days and that's just just me, I'm sure it's different for everyone. So I have to harness when well, I'm grateful and I know this is going to pass, I'm grateful I know this is going to pass and that's almost just gets me over that really tough phase. So gratefulness has been like a huge um, eye opener for me in the past six months.
0: That's amazing. What kind of things have you been grateful for then?
1: Well, um, you know, it was a a series of unfortunate events but it actually worked out really well. So I was only meant to be, David and I have had a long distance relationship for however long we've been together. And I was only coming out to visit for four weeks and I, I picked up a new job, which was a remote first job anyway before all the COVID stuff happened. So it all just happened to, to work into place. The universe was helping me out a little bit. So I came out to Norway just in time before the borders closed. So it was like four days um, before the borders would have closed. And we would have been apart, you know, and he would have had to stay out here for work and to keep the, the money coming in. And, and so I'm really grateful that we were kind of thrown into this, but together, because I think to survive this by ourselves, would have been really tough. And I'm also grateful, I mean, the job I have is a people role, and I love people, and I'm a huge empath. And it made me nervous, the stuff that happened this year, everything with, with COVID, um, every, all the political stuff that was happening overseas and in, in the UK that I was sort of watching from a screen. It was really tough to, to watch. Um, so I've just been grateful to have the job I have, working with people and culture, and be able to sort of make a difference and help people feel a little bit, sense of relief or a sense of safety, even though things might be going crazy outside. So yeah, I think work's been hugely grateful. Grateful my family are all healthy and well. That's the main thing with the health anxiety as well. It's mainly me. I get health anxiety about, but I'm also just really grateful that my family are okay. So that's all good stuff. So it annoys me that sometimes this anxiety comes because there is some really great things. There's nothing really to be anxious about. Um, Yeah, it's
0: like logically you can see that everything's fine, but the reaction just happens.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I I remember I came back in September and I was going to meet my girlfriends for the first time and this is when we could hang out in in groups of six. I was going to meet my girlfriends for the first time in months and I just got an anxiety attack and my heart was beating and the problem with that, I don't know if this is, is universal with health anxiety, but you blur the lines of am I actually in pain or is something actually genuinely wrong with me or am I having an anxiety attack so I was like my heart was going I didn't know if it was something related with COVID I just felt really strange and um, it wasn't until I named it and I said to my mum I think I'm feeling anxious that I started to get that that relief that I needed but and it's strange because I was going to meet my girls for dinner. It was going to be a great night. And it just, it just came over me and nothing. I can't even work out in that moment what had happened. But I named it and I still went, even though she, my mum dropped me off. like a teenager. She's dropping me off in town. But she dropped me off and she said, are you okay? Call me if you need me. It was very sweet. And I was the first one in the pub. So I sat there and I thought, okay, I'm going to cry. And I knew, I know myself so well now that I knew that as soon as I saw my girlfriends, I was going to cry. You know, I'm quite an emotional person. So I thought I'm going to have to call them and give them the heads up so they don't think something great, like terrible, has happened. So I called my friend Tasha and I said, "Just let you know I'm like having an anxiety attack." She ran from the car park into the pub, bless her, and she was like, "What's up?" And I was like, "Nothing. I just... and you know, the tears were streaming me." But once I was open and honest about the girls and I told them I don't know why I'm feeling anxious, I just am. And once I mentioned it to my mum, I could then enjoy. The evening it wasn't like I wasn't you know wildly extroverted that night and massively chatty but I just felt content them knowing where I was at and I knew where I was at and we were all honest about it massively helped
0: that sounds like a really useful tip actually because being able to um, name what it is you're feeling is a really good way of starting to get some sort of control over it any emotion really because this can actually be quite hard this is sometimes something that I struggle with as well just being able to name what it is you're feeling in that oh, moment yeah because you can start with anxiety and anxiety can be quite broad so mm. it might be you're feeling scared or you're just feeling a bit out of place or you're just feeling a bit yeah. pressured. like all these different nuances of how you're actually feeling so yeah. that sounds like a really useful thing I love the fact that you could tell people about it I think uh, that would be amazing if more people felt comfortable telling the people around them this is what I'm feeling now I think it would really help people mm. to kind of move on a little bit from it not necessarily get over it but like yeah. move on and be able to enjoy things later on
1: yeah and it was and it was really nice because it wasn't they didn't make they asked me how was it how I was feeling and it gave me space to talk but once I was kind of I said the the night wasn't about me I hadn't ruined the night I didn't bring the mood down we just they just gave me some space I aired it and then we ended up having a great a great evening it it, yeah it wasn't it it was a great kind of example of what I I would do moving forward but there have been times where I've just cancelled you know and a lot of people probably would have just cancelled in that in that moment so that's and I'm not saying that you know um there's always I'm always going to be able to do that and effectively like just overcome an, an anxiety attack like that but it was a great example to see where I've come from which is probably just being a bit of a flaky friend
0: yeah that's great I mean I think we've all got those friends that either don't show up or you'll get the yeah. text 10 minutes after they're meant to be there going I'm not feeling up for it mm. And I know something's happened there so it's, mm. it's great that you could go and actually tell them what the problem was yeah and I think A good tip for people who are around people who are anxious as well, is probably to give them that space to have a chat about it. Because I think if you let people chat straight away, then they can talk it all out and then everyone can move on. Whereas I think often when people try and like ignore it or they're uncomfortable about talking about it. So they kind of try and push their friend to just have another drink or just be fine. It can sometimes make it a lot worse. So yeah, that's a good tip. If you're having an anxiety attack, try and name it. (laughs) And if you're yeah. friends with someone that's had one, give them some space to have a chat about it.
1: Yeah, yeah, and, and then that was it. And actually the rest of the night was, was perfect. And um, if I could go back again, I, I wouldn't have done anything differently and I wouldn't have asked my friends to do anything differently.
0: They were, they were amazing. So talk to me a little bit about um, health anxiety, because I know from clinic that health anxiety in the middle of a pandemic is an absolute nightmare. So how has that affected you?
1: In a strange way um, this again this is probably not going to be what everyone with a health anxiety has but for me I've just had a heightened sense of generalized anxiety which has has made me kind of like tune in on a bad back or a a strange heartbeat or something in my body that's going strange so it wasn't necessarily about getting COVID which was a strange thing because you just I would have assumed that if if someone said and i've had health anxiety for for many years now um i would have assumed that i would get more worried about getting covid but i wasn't because my um anxiety was just making me more 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 aware of my um my body i was just any little twinge or anything with my tummy or ibs or anything like that that was happening i was just going straight to kind of quite doom and gloom diagnosis of myself which I absolutely wasn't wasn't the case so actually the pandemic's not been not been so bad i mean i've obviously kept social distance and i wear a mask probably a little bit more than david does around norway because it's not mandatory um and washing hands and stuff but the pandemic i don't think has been too bad for me necessarily
0: it's been interesting seeing how it is very different in different kinds of people because for some people the pandemic has almost been a reassurance because suddenly there's this big threat and they've always felt that there's a big threat anyway. And now everybody else is taking it seriously too. Hmm. They're almost reassured by that. So all the like hand washing, all the social distance is much more comfortable for them. Yes. And then for people who are very focused on themselves and their body, there are some people who are really stressing about COVID symptoms. So the second they cough, it can bring on a panic. Yeah. And then of course the problem is anxiety can often feel like having a heart attack or what mm. we think having a heart attack might feel like. So it's so difficult to distinguish like yeah. what's what's a problem, what's not a problem. When yeah. do you realistically decide to go get a test done? When yeah. do you potentially go to A&E if you're worried about your heart? When do you not do that? Because you know that A&E is utterly rammed at the moment.
1: So yeah, yeah there's yeah.
0: A, lot, a lot of different things that are coming up for people.
1: Mine was very much, I did, I must admit, i just smiled actually because you said you know, getting a cough and thinking it's COVID. I did have those, don't get me wrong, I did have a few. I think events. we've all had those moments. <laughs> but I think all, yeah, like you say, all of us have, because you have to think, you know, what's, what, what is a dry cough? What's a tickly cough? <laughs> I couldn't even work out the difference. Mine was very strange because this year has changed my lifestyle. So I'm working in an awful chair, sort of home working environment. Um, and my anxiety around health can can be quite um, serious and. I, I need to kind of really um, put some steps into to sort of stave off a, a panic attack. Sometimes it can be quite funny. And I don't know if you ever have, have this with your clients or anything, but I'm sat here in the most, oh, you should see my legs right now. I'm all like, like squiddled and not, not um, good sort of posture. So I've obviously getting sort of a bad back from it. And uh, talking to David and I was like this, this bad back and I, and I can't, uh, distinguish sort of like my muscles from my organs. So I would then say, and I, I have no sense of anatomy. So I'm like, I think my appendix or my kidneys are um, about to to sort of fail. And David's like, well, there, your kidneys are there, not there. So like, I'm, I'm all over the place with, with my anatomy. But also, so it can be quite, you know, we can laugh about it, because I can go to sort of the, the worst case scenario, and David will help kind of relax me. So, so that, that's, quite, that's quite helpful. But then there's also, he'll, he'll look at me and say, no wonder your back's hurting, look at the way you're sat. And maybe you should do other things to kind of like strengthen or, or sort your posture out. So having that extra person to like bounce off has been really good. But I do feel sorry for him sometimes because he really does need to bring me down from like a, sometimes really irrational thinking, uh, especially around, um, you know, thinking like cancer, I think is probably my, my big thing. And I don't know where it's coming to come from. I'm assuming it's triggered from maybe when I used to work at a hospice. And I think seeing that end of life stage in the has kind of given me some, some anxieties around it. So as soon as I get a, a you know, a, a twinge, I, I go straight to, well, you know, I, I'll have a short life then and it will be cancer. So um, really, really strange. And I think that's where it's come from. I, you know, and I just try and work through and be a bit more rational about it but also not googling i really stopped googling this year and gave myself a massive um news and google detox because it just wasn't helpful because i wasn't sleeping either because we're all out of whack anyway and i was up online diagnosing myself and ended up and this is funny but it's not funny <laughs> but I ended up on like forums for people with terminal illnesses because i thought genuinely that I, that's what I had. And I was trying to relate to them. And I was trying to understand what was going to happen to me. And it's sort of retrospectively, looking back now, it's funny, but at the time, like David was really quite concerned about, you know, how this was gonna, how this was going to play out. So stopping Google was really helpful. Talking therapy was really helpful. I've got um, an EAP service. And just to sort of speak to someone, and they can give you some rational steps has been oh, super helpful. And it takes me a couple of minutes to, you know, talk about, you know, my symptoms with health anxiety and stuff. And I think that's where it's tricky because there are symptoms, but it's just not as bad as I'm as I'm kind of making it. Yeah.
0: So for people listening, the EAP is the Employee Assistance Programme. Um, So there are programmes with a lot of employers where you can see counsellors and it's paid for by this cover. Um, So it's always worth checking out if you have that. Mm. Um, And certainly with health anxiety, it can spiral so quickly and go to such a dark place because we're exposed to it all the time. And especially if you've been exposed to it in the past, it kind of makes sense in a weird way in your head. Um, But yes, for people around people who are struggling with anxiety, they don't see the maybe short but process by which you got there Mm. they just one minute later see their partner stressing about having cancer yeah it's a really alien experience that they don't really know how to handle and for some people the logical approach really really works so if you can talk them through the chances of that being absolutely your then for some people that really helps but for some people they argue with that as well
1: oh I do I'm like yeah but I could be that one percent you know um so but actually the um the the therapist that i spoke to on the eap and this was just like off the cuff it wasn't someone i regularly see just someone that in the moment support was there for me and she said well just think because this was before i was getting some um getting some tests and she said this could be as you don't know this is going to be bad but you equally um this could be fine and you need to just think about i can't even remember what she said i'm probably not articulating that right she said, um, as much as it's bad, it's good right now because you don't have any answers. So just try and think of the, the positive outcome as well as understanding there could be a negative one as well.
0: Yeah, and there's an aspect as well as if you don't know, then there's no point worrying about it, which sounds really simple. But actually, if you can sort of think, well, I'll give myself permission to worry yeah. about it, if it becomes true, yeah, then there's a different perspective there that's a bit more because there are things to worry about we can't discount anxiety completely but yes making that conscious decision not to because you don't know yet can be quite challenging
1: and this is where gratefulness has been really helpful just after every conversation like really grateful to speak to that lady today really grateful my doctor was helpful and is really keen to get me some tests and and really thorough and explained that really well so just leaning on that a little bit more than worrying about something that i didn't need to worry about at that time so yeah just forcing those grateful grateful mind you know thoughts
0: even in those moments where you're really having to force it
1: yeah oh it sounds like it's in my head i'm glad no one can hear it because it sounds really fake and um (laughs) disingenuine and i think i said it to david once and i was like you know thank you for um your support but it sounded really <laughs> like I was being sarcastic and he was I was like no I'm being serious um thank you I think that's all really useful stuff for people oh it's you know it's, it's a journey and I think over it was only a few years ago that I was really kind of honest with myself about having anxiety and being okay to talk about it there are um there are some things that sometimes it, it kind of comes and goes and and over the past six months have been a six months but I seem to be you know on a on a bit of an up up, upward um, curve with it so I'm feeling quite positive right now but I you know it it may come back in the future and I I think I've got enough tools and I think I'm quite honest with myself my employees David my friends um, that I've got some tools in place to hopefully remedy it when it does come
0: Yeah, that's amazing. I mean, it certainly is a journey the whole way through, really. As a therapist, I have my own therapist to make sure that I'm still working on things and making sure things aren't an issue. Mm
1: -hmm. And occasionally
0: things still come up now. And I realise I'm anxious about that. (laughs) And you have this moment where you're like, brilliant, done. (laughs) And you still have to go through the same process.
1: One thing that's been really great um, when I talk about high functioning anxiety and still being able to sort of fully function at work and get stuff done what's been really helpful actually is understanding themes and patterns so I know I get quite anxious before a training session and that might take up a little bit of my mind in the day and then once I when I'm doing the training session usually I get good adrenaline and nice hits of I don't know, some hormones. I'm not sure what they are, but some nice nice, nice adrenaline going and I'm really enjoying it. And after the call, I know my energy is going to crash, almost as if I put everything into the run up and run up to the session and the session. So I know um, I'll I'll have a, a crash and a down sort of down afternoon. But if I can work that into my workload, I don't feel so bad about, oh, God, I haven't done anything this afternoon or, I'm not able to have a clear head to do this other piece of work. I almost give myself the permission to be flexible and to capitalize on the energy and the ebbs and flows of my work. So, so yeah, that, that's been really useful. And I sort of learned that about three years ago. Um, and that's been transformational because I know, right, I've got loads of energy. I'm going to capitalize on this. So when I do have a down a day, whether it's health anxiety related or just general generalized anxiety, I know I've, i I give myself a little bit more permission to, sort of give myself the time to to get over it a little bit that's been really helpful for me anyway but you have to learn your own you you have to learn your own ebbs and flows that's that's just how it works for me but it might be different for
0: someone else yeah I mean self-awareness is a big thing when when I'm working with clients is trying to build that awareness of when is this an issue for me how does it start how can I tell that it's starting because sometimes you can realize you're going to have a panic attack long Mm. before it actually starts And if you can catch it then, that's a lot easier than trying to catch it in the middle. Yeah. So, yeah, really understanding what sets you off. And it will be completely individual to every single person. But, yeah, understanding that is fantastic. And that's such a good way of practising some self-care as well and understanding there are days where you're not going to be able to perform and do certain things. And then there are other days where you are going to be able to. And that sounds like a really a really good way actually of taking care of yourself and making sure that you kind of use what's available to you. Yeah, We all have those days, we all have some days. I mean, even as females, like our hormones sometimes mm. are responsible for some of those days. So just knowing like, when is yeah. it gonna be a problem? is such yeah. a useful thing. And it comes back to having control over yourself to a certain extent as well. So that there's not all of these outside things causing something that's stressing you out is actually you as an individual can just work out what's best for you and then exist in whatever way helps at that moment.
1: Usually it works, (laughs) not always, but um, yeah, certainly uh, at least I can be a bit more honest and I can be, yeah, speak to whoever I need to speak to at the moment in time that it might affect to say I just need a bit of a a break or a breather and almost being in in a people role, HR, culture role, not to be a, a martyr or anything, but to almost role model, hopefully, that behaviour as well, to give people, the, other people the permission to do so if they need to.
0: Yeah, I think that's great. And acting as a role model is actually really, really beneficial. Because actually, whoever's around you, if you are taking care of yourself, then they'll see that and they'll notice that. And mm. not only will they learn to take care of you as well, because that's how you treat yourself, but they might think, oh, maybe I should look after myself. And you'll be sat
1: there like, yeah, maybe you should. <laughs> <laughs> and then share tips. We, we actually set up. Um, so I guess what anxiety has given me is, is a kind of a perspective into other people and how other people might think. So I remember sort of back in, in February time, I was thinking actually it might be quite handy on a Slack group to have like a mental health channel and I had a look at some other companies and, and how they approach mental health and, I was super nervous like I was like "Well, this is you know new company should I set up this channel and it's been one of the most one of the most popular ones because it came in just before I guess COVID hit for the the UK and and it's just been there for people to share memes or reach out if they're struggling so I'd, I'd rather not have anxiety but if my anxiety can help other people or if it can help inform my role and make me a better HR or culture advisor then like I'll I'll take it because it's yeah so to be able to do little initiatives like that that are able to to give people some space to go when they're not feeling great um is is what what this role is all about and, and what I hope to achieve.
0: It's an interesting and radical approach in a way to think about what your mental health problems might be giving you that's quite a step towards like Properly taking control of this, it. <laughs> and it's quite an interesting thing for therapists because most therapists that I've met come into therapy through mental health issues. That's pretty well known. I think that most therapists go through that route. So we have to go through that process too of realizing that the reason that we can work as therapists is because we've had mental health issues, okay. and it can be quite difficult to to be okay with that because as part mm. of this, I don't want this to be part of me, but unfortunately, it is, and then. At the end it becomes fortunately it is because i can i can actually work with this and understand it better yeah oh that's, that's interesting i'm glad that you've kind of thought that as well
1: yeah i need to to capitalize on it somehow <laughs> <laughs> i definitely yeah I definitely people are, are are what i was probably designed to do i probably I wasn't very good in sales you know this i'm not a very good sales person <laughs> from when we used to work together but i can I can definitely work with people and I can see myself doing this role or something similar for the rest of my life. So having my own self-awareness and and knowing myself and looking after myself so I can help other people is just really important. Hopefully it makes makes me do my job
0: better. That's amazing. I think we've had some really good tips. So we've talked about naming emotions to try and help control them in the situation. Being open and honest with other people Letting people talk about their mental health issue. If you've got a friend or a family member that's having it, practicing gratitude and practicing self-care as well. So yeah, I think altogether that's all quite a, an impressive list of things that we've managed to go through. No, thank you. And, and
1: there's there's loads of other tips out there. Like I say, there's it's different for everyone, and I'll probably still pick up more tips over the course of the next few years. But that certainly helped me through this pandemic and. Um, and talking about it so I was really yeah really glad to just be able to talk to you as well
0: about this well I really appreciate it and I really hope that anyone listening has enjoyed it and found it useful in some way because yeah it's just I think it's so great if we can just get people talking about it and what it's like for them because it's such an individual thing so many of my clients come in and say I know it's weird but Mm. and they explain their anxiety and you're like well it's not weird because that's how you feel in that situation yeah it's just yeah it's amazing that people are happy to do it so thank you you're so welcome thank you for listening to this week's episode make sure you subscribe to this podcast for notifications on future episodes and if you have the time to write a quick review then that would be greatly appreciated to find out more about me and the work that i do please head to confidence.com. That's the number two, anxiety2confidence.com.